Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL. When you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? You do, but... You still don't have that identity with the players. Like players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Good morning, Canada, and a good afternoon our Eastern Time Zone viewers in Atlantic Canada and to our wonderful viewers in the United States of America. Welcome to the RP Show. It is live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We're on the stage bar. And don't take my word for it. Take Rich Sutter's word for it. The greatest gig in North American broadcasting is the RP Show right here. And it's our 17th week and final week of residency here in Calgary's Entertainment Destination. We do have a live studio audience here. And coming up, it's a... Nice work by our staff today. We've had a, a little bit of a hot potato. We had a live guest coming down here from the Flames for the show today, and then he had to beg off, and, but will be coming up later in the week. So coming in last minute, and we appreciate them for doing so, Flames radio analyst Peter Labardius. He's going to do it from video chat in his off-season home in southern Ontario. And also from the Regina Leader Post, the esteemed and award-winning columnist Robert Vanstone, and probably his dog Candy will be joining us in hour two. But um, this show hasn't gone to the dogs. Let's bring in the moose, the infamous Darren Moose DuPont in the uh, rectangle. Great hair. How you doing, Moose? What's up? I'm doing great. Yeah, happy happy Monday. Hope your weekend was good. The weekend was fantastic. So I don't even know where to go from there. Uh, and, and, And getting better, by the way. Serena's here. And... A great week is planned. It's our final week at the Gray Eagle, though. Any messaging that you want, Darren, for the folks at the Gray Eagle here, by the way? Because they do miss you. They miss you. They ask me every day where you are and if you're ever coming back. And I miss them every day, too. So thank you, everybody at the Gray Eagle. I mean, what an experience it's been. I hope it happens again. Um, and so I miss you guys. And, and we'll be back anyways, even if it's just uh, to visit. Okay, perfect. All right. Can you please... Hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan. Hockey, football, football, hockey. It's Canada. It's summertime, so we're going to go back and forth between the two. But I got to talk about point one, and that is last night's CFL game. The way week seven closed, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Toronto Argonauts. I watched it in Chestermere Lake, home of Bo Levi Mitchell. And the shorthanded Saskatchewan Rough Riders, impacted by a COVID-19 outbreak, we're within five minutes from knocking off the visiting Toronto Argonne, uh, not Sunday night, but Toronto scored 17 points in the final four and a half minutes to defeat the Rough Riders 31-21 in CFL play. Argos improved to three and two. Riders dropped to four and three. I, well, they've lost three of their last five games, Saskatchewan. And I guess I'm going to put this to you if you think that panic should be setting in. You know it is there, but should it? Because my commentary today on the various radio stations that carry the uh, RP commentary is simply this. 
I'm always a positive guy. I'm going to take the good news over the bad news. And it's two of your top stars weren't playing because they were suspended. Ten guys weren't playing because they had COVID. And you still almost won the game. You won the turnover battle 5-2. Why did they lose? They couldn't stop Andrew Harris and his 143 yards rushing. They couldn't capitalize on the times they took the ball over. They had a rookie starting quarterback in Jake Dolagala who had far too many two and outs, but it was his first start. He was figuring it out as the game went along. You could see that. So the Riders are probably not kicking themselves that they lost per se. I think they're kicking themselves that despite all these things going against them, they still could have and should have won. That's my take. Yours? Yeah. I'm with you on that. You know, that at the end of the day, it's, you know, you go into that game and what do you expect? I mean, I think the team had 70 yards of offense in the first half, right? But somehow they were leading because of the big 112 yard missed field goal return, which was awesome. And then at the end of the game, he fumbles it, which seals, seals the, uh, the loss for the riders. But you're right. When you're that close and all these things have gone wrong all week and you still were in a position to win the football game, that's a bit of a tough pill to swallow, but I wouldn't panic. Because this team's still okay, they're missing all these players. They're gonna they're gonna get them back, and they're gonna get healthy, and and they'll be fine. But uh, yeah, it was tough because they were in a spot to win that game late. Right, and uh, they are looking at the positives. I, I tell you, from the start of the season when they were two and zero, I was telling people enjoy it because the adversity's coming. Now they're in the adversity. But the good times are coming, too. Sports is a microcosm of life. You can have good times. You can have bad times. Neither last. So what are you learning when you're going through them? So if the Rough Riders can get their players to stop spitting on people and stop shouting racial slurs at them, because a lot of this was self-inflicted. Their two best players weren't playing because they were suspended. So if they can get their act together, they've still got two-thirds of the season to go. They're going to be just fine. But the, the problems are their own. Anyways, from the viewers, Carlos in Indianapolis says, Dolagallo's got plenty of upside. He might be a solid player for the Riders moving forward. Yes, but it sure was tough seeing Cody Fajardo on the sidelines in street clothes. It's not the same team without him. Jason tuning in says, good morning, sports fans and friends. Tuning in from an overcast, Red Deer, Alberta. As you and I found out, Moose, it's the RV capital of the world. Central Alberta. Who knew? Tell the folks why I would say that. (laughs) Like, literally, we thought that the RVs were sold out. They couldn't get your hands on them. They were sparse. We drive through central Alberta. Here's a lot with probably 150 RVs. It's like, holy smokes, there's a lot of RVs. Wait a second, there's another lot on the other side of the road. And about every five minutes, it was like another RV parking lot full of RVs. It was wild. Thousands and thousands of RVs in the Red Deer area. And you know whose name came up on the weekend, by the way? Roger Millions. Wow. The wonderful broadcaster of the Calgary Flames. And there was a legendary curler by the name of Bobby Corman. You older viewers would know Bobby Corman. I believe he was from Assiniboia. And he, Roger used to cover the curling beat. When I was on the curling beat, believe it or not, I was on it. And Bobby used to call him Roger Thousands and Thousands. <laughs> Thousands and thousands, Roger, thousands and thousands. There was thousands and thousands of RVs for sale in the Red Deer area. (laughs) Anyways, back on point. Cole McGarvey, he's watching out on the Vancouver Island. Shout out to the RP show for not being like every other sports show in Canada and just talking about the big trade. A little mix of hockey and football is good in the summertime. Thank you, Cole, for pointing that out. I agree. 
I agree. And I'll jump back and that's our take, I think. Uh, who is this guy wrote in here? He's watching in the chat on YouTube. He says, good morning from, here it is, C. Walker. Good morning from the home of the back-to-back Great Cup champs and the undefeated Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Watch that game Friday night with my good buddy, Corey. He is an Edmonton fan, and he's from Edmonton, but he lives here. And um, he was somewhat devastated that the Elks had a chance to win that football game. But I don't know if you watched it, Darren, but they roughed the kicker on the punt. It extended a Winnipeg drive. They went in and scored. I think that's when they went up 24-10, and it was the dagger. And then Chris Jones comes out after the game. Do you see what he said to the media? Our team's not intelligent enough. They do stuff like that. And I'm like, ooh, that's kind of a mean thing to say. You might hurt the players' feelings. Do you have a take on Winnipeg winning in Edmonton on Friday night? No. You know, Edmonton, they get full marks, though, because it seems like a consolation prize. That's not – nobody wants a consolation prize. But they kept it close. And they were in the football game. They're a better team than their record shows. They're a better team. They're, they're, they've taken strides through the first third of the season. They're not going to be a contender for a great cup this year. They may not get into the playoffs, but they're a team that's on the rise. And I think it's sharper than most people thought it would be. Uh, Ted uh, in Red Deer. So why, oh, why did the third string quarterback start? Well, you know that the top two had COVID. And as those that have said, if Cody Fajardo had COVID and didn't play, why was he on the bench? Whatever. I'm not a doctor. And even the doctors probably couldn't answer that question for you. Um, Gino in Okotoks, Alberta says, can the RP show just get a motor home and travel the country with Darren DuPont? At one time, Moose, that was on the table. As far as I'm concerned, it's no longer on the table. Because if we can stay in a plush, fancy hotel and resort like this when I'm in Canada and be in South Florida the rest of the time, why would I want to be in a motorhome? Unless I've missed something, I don't think we're going to do that anymore. Yeah, you haven't missed anything. And at this point, the only thing the motorhome... Well, the motorhome would be great for a one-off, but... All it would be good for is traveling back and forth between cities and then staying in the nice Gray Eagle. Absolutely. Uh, John Edmonton. Rod, do you think the World Juniors will happen or get canceled? I believe they will happen. And we'll see you there. Buy your tickets, John. I'm sure you already have. August 9th to the 20th. You can get them for as low as $40 at HockeyCanada.ca. And here's the last one from BW. In Edmonton, says another loss at home for Edmonton since the Elks arrived. Another one, they have not won at home since they renamed the team Elks. I don't know what to say about that. There's just there's a lot of people that I found here in Alberta that refuse to even cheer for the team anymore because they changed the name. I'm not getting into that. I started to think, I wonder if the Washington Redskins, or the new team has gone through that, the Commanders, or any team that's changed their name, the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland Guardians. Did they lose fans? They probably did. I don't know. It's never affected a team that I'm with, so I haven't spent much time thinking about it. Are we ready to move on? Yes. Point two. Calgary Flames general manager Brad Treeloving, the son of Boston pizza magnate Jim Treeloving, is playing the hand he's been dealt. Tree Living spoke with the media on Saturday, a day after the Flames sent star forward Matthew Kachuk and a conditional fourth-round pick to the Florida Panthers in a trade. The deal comes nine days after Johnny Gaudreau left Calgary as a free agent signing with Columbus. 
Goodrow led Calgary with 115 points last season. Kachuk had 104. Tree Living said in a news conference, quote, you can crawl over to the corner in the fetal position and suck your thumb, or you can deal with it, said Tree Living. And what we've tried to do is deal with it. That's what we do, unquote. Calgary got forwards Jonathan Huberdeau and Cole Schwint, defenseman Mackenzie Weger, and the Panthers' lottery-protected 2025 first-round selection in return for Kachuk. Tree Living said he was forced to make the swap when Kachuk's agent informed him last weekend that the 24-year-old winger would not agree to a long-term deal with the Flames. Now, I knew that we would be talking about it today, but I also feel like it's so old news. It came down Friday night. We've all dissected this six ways from Sunday. It's in my weekend column, but I need to remind myself that this is just another platform that we're on that's not my website. It's not Twitter. It's television. So there's a lot of viewers that haven't heard what we have to say about this. I was not shocked that it was Florida at all because it was on his list of teams that he wanted to go to. But the asking price, you saw how it went down. Elliot Friedman, Friday night, one tweet, Matthew Kachuk to, to the Panthers. And that's it. That started the world on fire. We didn't know what was going the other way. And so immediately I thought, oh, the Panthers fans will be rejoicing. And then within, what, about an hour, we find out that Huberdeau, Weger, Cole Schwint are going, and a first-rounder. In trade talk, that's four pieces, four assets, really for Matthew Kachuk, the fourth-round conditional pick, whatever. I think you could have got... Kachuk for two of those pieces. Maybe Huberto in the first. Maybe Uyghur and Cole Schwinn third. However you want to arrange him. Brad Treliving fleeced the Florida Panthers. And like Clark said, you know, a potential poll question today would be who won the trade. Well, we've put those polls up. Everybody's had those polls up all weekend. It's like over 80% of people saying the Calgary Flames won this deal. Immediately they did. And again, those are the two teams I watched the most all year live. The Florida Panthers in Florida and the Calgary Flames here. It's still a head-scratcher to me. I've got more thoughts, but you're co-hosting, so I'll throw it over to you. Yours, when you found out about this trade. Yeah, it was a, pretty much the same reaction you had in that order. I thought, oh, this is exciting. Florida is really going to be loading up here. Um, for Brad Treliving, clearly he still wants to win now with this Calgary Flames team. So he needed a piece back that could help them win now. And for them, that's Jonathan Huberto, who, when you look at points and you look at production, you look at ability to play on your top line, impact the game, very similar player to Matthew Kachuk. Now, I mean, Matthew Kachuk plays with more of an edge. Their style is different, but he comes in and fits a role as a top end, high end guy, you know, be your number one or number two player on the roster. Um, He's a little older and isn't locked in for a long period of time. So that's why you needed to get some other assets to protect yourself. You know, Kachuk goes there. He's locked up now for eight years. So the first round pick, Uyghur, Schwinn, that helps ease the bur- ease the, the risk of Jonathan Huberto not being locked up with a contract. I like this deal for, for Florida. I mean, if they didn't think they were going to get past you know, Tampa, they weren't going to make a run in the playoffs with the group they had. They have to tinker with it a little bit. So you lose Huberto, which is a lot of uh, offense up front, but you bring in Kachuk, that might still help you retool just a little bit and might get you over the hump. I'm not sure. Uh, John Massey watching in Edmonton, my frenemy. He says the Flames went from securing seventh in the Pacific to battling for fifth. A round of applause. <laughs> 
Oilers fans are chortling over that. Cole McCarvey on Vancouver Island says, uh, being a Canucks fan, I was fired up when the Flames made the trade, and then I saw the return. Oh, no. The mood of this town turned pretty fast over the weekend. They were very down losing Gaudreau and Kachuk. And by the way, they didn't know how to handle it because they loved those guys. They didn't really want to turn on them and say mean things about them. They didn't. They loved those two. But as I said to uh, a Flames staffer on the weekend, six years here for Kachuk, eight years here for Gaudreau, they don't owe anybody anything. That's a long time in sports. If they want to go somewhere else, then that's entirely their choice. And nobody's even arguing that. But Kachuk was not a playoff performer, and people point to the fact that Gaudreau scored the OT winner in Game 7 in Round 1 against Dallas. Yeah, but he didn't do anything all series before that. So, now, not that Jonathan Huberdo is the... Uh, would give the Conn Smythe winner a run for their money. He hasn't exactly been a playoff performer either, but it seems like maybe a change of scenery was in order for everybody, and uh, Huberto waived his no-trade clause to come to Calgary. So each team feels they got better. That's what you want. Now, before we break, the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies is, who will finish with more points in the regular season this season? The Calgary Flames or the Florida Panthers. Think about that. And when we come back, we've got NFL to get to. We've got Blue Jays on the way, Peter Labardius and Robert Vanstone, and his dog, Candy. It's the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. You're watching on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Monday morning coming down from the foothills of Alberta. We're live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, our 17th and final week. Rolling from here. Um, We've been talking a lot, of course, about the Matthew Kachuk trade, which is really what it is, the Matthew Kachuk trade. And I'm not done. We can bring the moose back in here from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. There was news from the weekend. I think it was Randy from the peg wrote in and said, what about PLD? The Jets are like the forgotten stepchild of the family here, the Winnipeg Jets. Let's not forget about them. And at what day was it? Winnipeg Jets forward Pierre-Luc Dubois has agreed to a one-year, $6 million qualifying offer. That was Friday. We're talking about Friday. The 24-year-old Dubois, who arrived in Winnipeg in a trade with Columbus for Patrick Laine, recorded 60 points last season. I was third most on the team. He's from saint agathe de mont quebec Has posted 239 points and 306 penalty minutes and 361 career games. Like, I, want, I do want to move on from the NHL, but it's Canada, and people don't want to. So I'm okay with not. But I'm sitting here going, you're getting your knickers in a knot over a guy that got healthy scratched in Columbus by John Tortorella. Talented player. Wasn't a game-in, game-out kind of guy. He, he's just not. He's the son of Manitoba Moose assistant coach Eric Dubois. I'm just glad we're going to stop hearing about Pierre-Luc Dubois for a, for a year. You know, I, why the fear over PLD, do you think, in Winnipeg? Because they think he wants out. And when you think a guy wants out and he's kind of turned your back on the organization, then you kind of say, well, why are you sticking around? Let's get, let's get rid of you. But he can't just go on his own. 
He's a restricted free agent. He's not eligible to be an unrestricted free agent yet. So now he's going to play for the year. And for him, he's got to try and have a good year, put up a lot of points, create some value where he can sign a big contract in the offseason. And if he wants to go to Montreal, then maybe he'll have that opportunity. I think this can get put to bed, though, because he's going to play in Winnipeg. It may get brought up around the trade deadline again and then next offseason. Uh, by the way, on the Kachuk trade, Randy from Winnipeg says, the Panthers won the trade. They got a top five player and top player that plays the way he does, the way that Kachuk does. Um, yeah, it's too early to say which side, either side. But you remember when Jeff O'Neill was on? Did we have Jeff O'Neill on? Somewhere I saw Jeff O'Neill say, the O-Dog, that the team that gets the best player won the trade. And I've been around this racket my whole life. And I hadn't really heard that before. And I keep, that keeps echoing in my mind. 88 trade, Wayne Gretzky, Kings won. Obvi. Is that true, the best player? And if that's true, Panthers, Flames, who's better? Hooby-dooby-doo or Chucky? I can't even answer that question. Jonathan Huberdeau, again, it's all on my weekend column. Go read it. He's the longest-serving Panther. He was on Team Canada when I was the voice of the World Junior Team. So I've known Jonathan for a decade. Watched him in Florida this year. Unreal, dazzling player. Everybody loved him. From all accounts, a lot of fun at parties. But was never considered captain material. That's Barkov. Here in Calgary, Kachuk seems like the life of the party too, doesn't he? But when they were looking for a captain, they didn't stitch a C on him. So I'm just trying to say, if, if that's the adage, the team that got the best player won the trade, can you even designate that in this trade? I'm not sure that you can. And not enough people are talking about Mackenzie Weger, but it's between Kachuk and Hubie. That's end of story. Yeah, it is. And we have to wait and see who the first round draft pick is going to be, right? It's lottery protected, so it won't be a top pick, but it will be a good player, probably. Um, see who that turns into. But you're right. And it's almost like junior hockey, right? Where you, you try and build around a certain age year, right? A certain birth year. And when you look at Huberdo, the, the core was Huberdo, it's Barkov, it's Aaron Ekblad, right? It's the core of the of the Panthers. You're getting younger in Matthew Kachuk. So does that mean you want to build the next championship run around a bit of a younger core and get a little bit younger. You know, the flames are still trying to compete right now. So they get a guy in Huberto who's probably in his prime, just coming off his best season record for assists. Um, I think, you know, a guy who probably plays more like Jonathan Goudreau than he does Matthew Kachuk. Um, but you filled a needed role. You got a high end player here. Um, but I think if the, if the flames are going to contend for a cup, they've got to do a little bit more still. Yes, but that's the other thing, because there were people kicking around the notion of a rebuild. Oh, we've lost our best two players, so I guess we're going to a rebuild. And it's like, no, Flames are still a good team, and now with the addition of these guys, getting an older guy like Huberdeau is like they can contend next year. One last thing on this before I move on. Watching the Brad Tree Living Newser on Saturday, I don't know if you saw the clip, but he said the things, things have been said about this city and this franchise, frankly, I'm pissed off. This is a great place to play. This is a great community. This is a great team. And I'm like, he's right, and I get it. And I'm beyond, not to point out fingers, point fingers, but TSN, the reporter here, I don't know if you saw it, Salem Valji, who's been on this show. He's a good guy. As a matter of fact, 
When I told you that I'm like the kid walking into the cafeteria looking with a tray of food looking to sit down because I was the new kid, Salem Valji was this guy in the press box. Here, come sit with me. He's a nice guy. The TSN guy for Calgary. But when they lost these two guys over the weekend in his report, he said they're a punchline. They're, they're a punchline, the Flames. I'm like, you can't say that. I know you don't work for the team, but I know how that would go over. And then on the weekend, TSN kept playing that clip in their story. Flames were a punchline. Don't! I see Salem's vacationing in Europe now. I watch his Instagram. I feel like when he gets back to Calgary, the Flames are going to go, Salem, let's have a little meeting. I've been in those meetings. They ain't fun. Uh, Our NHL coverage is for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, the preferred company of the RP Show. Moving on to point three, the National Football League is making its move into offering its own media streaming platform. Did you see this, Moose? The league announced that NFL Plus launched today. Owners were briefed about it during the league meetings in May. Commissioner Roger Goodell said the direct-to-consumer offering gives the league the ability to understand what fans and non-fans are seeking in terms of content and customize it for them. The launch of NFL Plus comes as 15 games on Thursday night will be carried exclusively on Amazon Prime Video. So that came out today. NFL Plus, will you subscribe? (laughs) Probably. Probably. You know, we've seen a lot of these, you know, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus. Game Plus. Game Plus. You know, let's let's remember, there are only a few select companies that can actually make it on their own. NFL, though, I think is one of them. You know, we're seeing a lot of CNN couldn't drop their own, you know, create their own. It dropped off. And so it is fun. It's fun to watch. I'll be subscribed. I'll see what kind of content they put out and. How much longer before the uh, the games aren't going to be broadcast on DAZN and other platforms, and that the games will be exclusively on ES or on NFL Plus? Uh, yeah, I immediately when I first heard that, first I thought Game Plus, and I'm like, oh, we're doing pretty well on that. And then I thought CFL Plus. Well, wouldn't that be something? But that's up for them to figure out. Point four, former Boston Red Sox slugger David Ortiz was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame as legions of fans chanted, Poppy, Poppy, outside the Clark Sports Center in Cooperstown, New York on Sunday. Ortiz spoke from his heart, thanking all of those who made his Hall of Fame journey possible. The Red Sox were beaten 8-4 on Sunday by the Toronto Blue Jays, who swept a three-game series from the Sox at Fenway. The Toronto Blue Jays, they're off today. Something just jigged my mind. What's the greatest Hall of Fame speech you ever saw? Um, For me, the playmaker, my good friend, Michael Irvin. Photographed with him at Super Bowl. That was the greatest ever. What is it? Get up, show up, and don't ever give up. Remember that one? Canton, Ohio? Yeah, that was good. From the playmaker. Yeah, five minutes. So that's my greatest Hall of Fame speech. Um, let's just have a theme here for the rest of the show. Who's your favorite best induction speech Hall of Fame? Any sport, any league, any Hall of Fame. Uh, sorry to put you on the spot, but do you have one? 
Oh man, I gotta. I'm gonna need to think about this a little bit. Deion Sanders went into the Hall. I like that. Watching watching him go into the Hall of Fame was good. Um, I'm trying to think of iconic speeches. Yeah, I am on the spot. I'm gonna need a commercial break to think about it. But I'm sorry. Um, re- sorry. No, no. Yeah. It reminded me of Nick Lewis going into the Hall, and he did his uh, his kind of speech on, at, on the field at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, and I watched that. Through his, he did a Facebook live and he had his his phone down. I think that was kind of interesting because you get to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And then um, I've watched a couple of those Cowboys docs. And when Jerry Jones went into the hall, uh, that was pretty cool too. He had Justin Timberlake there performing a little set. Of course, Jerry made it a big deal, so that was cool too. Uh, yeah. Well, I've referenced Mike O'Shea's induction in 2017 into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. I was there. Unbelievable. That's the best CFL Hall of Fame one I've ever seen. So um, I'm just going to rattle off a couple other quick points here, Moose, and then we'll get out of here. Gear up, Alberta. The World Juniors are back in Edmonton this summer, August 9th through the 20th. Single game tickets from $40. Available now, hockeycanada.ca. Might as well fire it up. The contest for the week. Text World Juniors now. To 902-518-3033, our text line to be entered to win any regular tournament World Junior Game tickets of your choice. Point five, Brooke Henderson of Smith Falls, Ontario, coolly rolled in an eight-foot birdie putt on the 18th hole Sunday to win the Evian Championship by one stroke after a wild round. With the exciting victory in France, Brooke claimed her second major championship title. I refer to her as Brooke because I hung out with her at the CP Women's Open in Canada and were tight. Point six A, Patrick Mahomes insists he's more interested in competing and winning than being the NFL's highest paid player. The Kansas City Chiefs quarterback said Sunday he's perfectly willing to give up the top money earner status if it means building a better team around him. This after Connor Murray became the second highest paid of all time. And uh, 6B, does momentum matter? The Toronto FC Reds like to think it helps as they prepare for Tuesday's Canadian Championship final against the Whitecaps in Vancouver. Toronto's coming off an impressive 4-0 MLS victory over Charlotte on Saturday while the Whitecaps were smoked 3-1 at home by the Chicago Fire. As our friend Lucian here would say, that's football championship. Toronto and Vancouver Tuesday night. Moose, see you uh, next hour. You bet. Peter Lombardius joins us to give us his hot take on the Kachuk-Huberdeau deal when we return. You're watching the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. We're live on Game Plus TV, and of course, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, it was the home of Johnny Hockey and Chucky. Now it's the home to Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger. Man, things can change fast. It's Cowtown, and we're live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino as we bring in longtime Flames radio analyst Peter Labardius. And, Lou, I appreciate you doing this here in the offseason, although there never really is one. Yeah, thank you, my friend. All those players, I guess, have addressed the media today or over the past couple days um let me just simply say lou your take if you don't mind on the trade and the events of the last 10 days here if you don't mind 
Well, absolutely right. I don't really know where to start, but you know, the flames were certainly hit hard. I think their, their fans were hit hard when you lose your two most productive offensive players in a, a very short span of time. But I will say this, um, I was absolutely blown away with the return that Brad Treleving was able to get for Matthew Kachuk. I think the team has addressed two massive needs in Huberto, who I've loved for a long time, going back to his days in St. John with the Sea Dogs helping them to the 2011 Memorial Cup. Um, I think he's a winner. I think he's playing the best hockey he's ever played. And, and the first time I'd actually ever seen Mackenzie Weger, and frankly didn't know a whole lot about him, was in Saskatoon at the 2013 Memorial Cup. And he was a guy who came away after watching going, I think this guy's got a chance to play. So I truly felt, Rod, even before the Flames were dealt those cards, that they needed to upgrade and solidify their top four. And I think they've found a great guy. If you're going to lose a 115-point player in Johnny Gaudreau, you've added one. So, and, and the other gentleman in the trade, Cole Schwint, I think may play as early as this year. He's, he had a great year in Charlotte. Um, he's a very talented, big, right-handed center who wins face-offs. And everybody I've talked to in the last couple of days just raves about the high character person and player and teammate that he is. So when Brad Treleving was put in that type of a spot, I can't, can't really think of how you could have done much better than what he and the Flames have done. Couldn't have knocked it right out of the park. So that, I guess that takes me into my next comment or question to you. I was surprised to hear Brad say that he was pissed off by the comments made about the Flames in the city of Calgary coming out of the departures of Kachuk and Gaudreau, only because I would think they wouldn't list to, listen to anybody by now. You and I both know that they uh, do. But I'll ask you, what, were, were they unfairly maligned? What did you think of the comments made about the Flames in Calgary coming out of well, uh, last week? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know if my first reaction would be pissed off, but I, I do as somebody who's spent, you know, a minute or two in the town and has covered the team for a long, long time. Um, I think Calgary's a phenomenal city. And if you love the game and you want to be in a place that is incredibly passionate, then you, you've come to a great spot. If that's not for you and for guys, you know, around the league, I think that's getting to be a more and more difficult sell because of some of the pressures that go hand in hand with playing and living and dealing in a Canadian market. But, you know, most of the time, Rod, I find in life, it, it's, like, it's like the province of Saskatchewan, okay? And, and yes, I get really pissed off when people talk about my home province, especially when they know nothing about it. So if you've been there and done that and it's not your favorite place, fine. But until you have spent any time there, you might want to check it out first before you come to those kind of deductions. Uh, I think Brad was probably, <clears throat> for all the same reasons, Brad was offended on behalf of Calgary should've, and his own organization. Yeah. Should have Well, and, and Lou, not everybody had the benefit of the guidance that I had, like, of my own father. And you knew him well. Yeah, I sure and, did. Uh, 
And when I would talk to him about the haters, he would go, don't listen to him, Ron. And finally, after he passed away, I actually started to, to pay attention to what he said. And well, that's the thing. They, you don't know what you're talking about. So I let things roll off my back. So it's what you just said. People don't know what they're talking about with Calgary or the Flames. So they let it roll off their back. So I guess other than that, our poll question today is, for Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center, who will have more points this upcoming season, the Flames or the Panthers in the regular season? You want to take a stab at that? <laughs> um, you know, both, both teams are going to play in incredibly difficult divisions. Both teams are going to have some major changes. Um, I don't know, Rod. Uh, you know, and again, we've had this conversation a lot. I don't care who has the most points in the regular season. Yeah, I you know. know. What I, do, I know. You know. You know what I do care about. You know what happens for both teams in the springtime as they try to take another step. And I have no trouble telling you. I love the two guys that the Flames have added, and I don't think they're done. I really do not think they're done. I would not be the least bit surprised if they have another potentially large move in in the bullet chamber. But we'll see. So, sounds like you know something. Uh, your guy, Pat Steinberg, by the way, tweeted out how, how this had all unfolded. Kachuk had said that he wasn't going to sign long-term. That triggered the uh, filing for arbitration. It was all in order. This is a business, Lou. People, I think they forget about that too, don't they? This isn't just about selling jerseys and fanboys. This is a, this is clerical legal stuff this time of year. Well, it it is clerical legal stuff, but here's what I'm going to say. Um, you know, when you are an athlete, you spend a lot of time being controlled by others, as as many people do in their own respective workplaces. So, in in the case of both John and Matthew Kachuk, you put yourself in a situation every once in a while where you get to truly make your own decisions. And that is their right to do that. But from a flame standpoint, um, and, and I haven't heard a lot of people say this, and, and Rod, I was saying, I don't know, I may even have said it on your show last year with Matthew, the sooner I knew what he wanted to do, the better. Because I'm just not paying anybody 9 or $10 million a year unless they are completely committed to help me win and want to stay. You are never winning in anything, in any league, in any sport, if your best people are not 100% all in and committed to winning. But yes, it is a business, and it's big business. And so when you find the right players and the right chemistry and the right situation, where your best player's number one concern at a certain point in time is winning with their team, that's when you have a better chance. Tank Abbott is watching in one of your favorite. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, and that's not to suggest that those two guys didn't care greatly about trying to win when they were in Calgary. The Tank and Estevan says the regular season is just an 82-game exhibition, and if you're good enough to get into the dance, that's all that matters. Then you have a chip, chair, and a chance at the Stanley Cup. And I guess that is my question with you. we got about two minutes left. 
Flames okay. in the conversation with this roster right now as Stanley Cup contenders next year? Uh, what do you think? I think they need one more top six piece, potentially. Um, they're in an incredibly difficult division, and you don't have to look any farther than going two and a half hours up the highway. Vancouver's going to be better. Vegas is going to be better. Um, it's it's hard to get in to the party now. It's never been harder. But I, I don't think there's going to be a massive drop-off for the Flames in terms of continuing to build towards something special. Outstanding. Well, and again, uh, Brad Living certainly got a lot of people off his back with the return in the Kachuk trade. Any stab at best That's Hall of Fame inductions? Yeah. Any, you want to take a stab at the best induction speech you've ever heard? Oof. I don't know, Roddy. You know what? To be honest, I haven't heard a lot with my own. Like, I mean, I, I've heard a, a ton. But it's it's kind of something I'd probably have to give a little bit more thought to. Believe it or not, one of the best ones I ever heard at any level was Blair Actionum when he was honored by the Moose Jaw Warriors. Talking oh, about where I'm... he came from, where he got to, the difference that Lauren Mulliken made in his life and in his hockey career. That That is one that stands out that people, you know, at least in Saskatchewan, would certainly... Um, have some feel for. Well, and here's one that'll put a smile on your face. The night we announced that it would be now forever known as the Bill Hickey Trophy for the top goal scorer, the Regina uh, Pats. He was there. Well, you know, you try to teach these young men right from wrong. <laughs> you can, <laughs> well, Roddy, you can uh, just imagine. Can, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What, uh, when are you walking? Yeah. miss him. Yeah, I know. So do gotcha. I. Thank you, Lou. Happy summer. Take it. <clears throat> yeah, you too. Talk soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Peter Labardius of the Calgary Flames. We've got a uh, viewer takeover next and an Edo Japan sports update right after this break. You're watching live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, time for a sports update. The Saskatchewan Rattlers rode a 13-3 run in Elam time to come back and defeat the Scarborough Shooting Stars 91-85 at Toronto's Pan Am Sports Centre on Sunday. Newfoundland kept their playoff CEBL hopes alive, taking a 105-85 victory over the Montreal Alliance. This was their second victory uh, in a row to move them to 5-12. So still a playoff chance there. And the Ottawa Blackjacks snapped a four-game losing streak with a 104-95 victory over the Hamilton Honey Badgers. All the uh, league info available at cebl.ca. Canadian athletes won four medals and recorded 14 top eight results at the World Track and Field Championships that wrapped up Sunday in Eugene, Oregon. The final medal game, courtesy of Pierce LePage of Whitby, Ontario. She collected silver in the decathlon. Uh, by the way, we air on TDS Cable in Eugene, Oregon. We regularly get viewer mail from Eugene, Oregon. How about that? 
Canada's other medalists were the men's 4x100-meter relay team. They won gold. Cameron Rogers won silver in women's hammer throw. And Marco Arop raced to bronze in the men's 800 meters. The Toronto FC Reds like to think momentum is an asset as they prepare for Tuesday's Canadian Soccer Championship final in Vancouver against the Whitecaps. Toronto's coming off a season's best 4-0 MLS victory over Charlotte. Vancouver lost 3-1 to Chicago. And the Blue Jays, coming off a three-game sweep of the Red Sox in Boston, have Monday off before hosting the St. Louis Cardinals Tuesday. The Jays, winners of six in a row, eight of their last ten, are back in second place in the American League East. This sports update for Edo Japan. Delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. You want Edo for lunch? Maybe. It's a definite maybe. So, uh, yeah. From Ryan in Toronto. Says, love having Peter Labardius. His take today. Great interview. Regarding the best Hall of Fame induction speech you've ever heard. Tank Abbott says, Chris Carter's NFL speech was definitely one of the longest. Oh, yeah, I know CC. I joke a lot about the guys I do know or I don't know. I know CC well. Don't put a mic in his hand. Or if you do, pack a lunch. Mm. From Jack Fulton watching in Vulcan, Alberta, he says, Bret Hart's Hall of Fame speech was outstanding. You know, I bet it was. I never saw it. I'm sure I could find it on YouTube somewhere. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. John and Edmonton says regarding NFL Plus being released today, he said, Rod, NFL Plus isn't available in Canada. Well, thank you, John, for the update, but 20% of our viewers are American, so 20% of people might want to download it. Nelson Hackowich, our VP of Sim Events, regarding great Hall of Fame induction speeches, he says, Chico Escuela. Baseball been Betty Betty good to me. I thought it was Sammy Sosa said that. Chico Escuela. We'll have to Google it and go to the big board. <laughs> Baseball have been very, very good to me. Robert Vanstone next hour. We'll keep the party started. We'll hear from Trent in Norway as well. We're live from Great Eagle and we'll be right back after this break on Game Plus TV. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.